0: Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. I want you to open the Bible to Acts the second chapter. Acts the second chapter. Today, of course, is Pentecost Sunday. And you know, sometimes I think we just assume people know what that means. It's Pentecost Sunday. And, uh, and, and during the Pentecost Sunday is the celebration of actually two events. Number one, the commemorating of the day that the law was carved in, 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 um, in tables of stone or tablets of stone by the finger of God. And it was the Ten Commandments that God gave Israel so that they could live a blessed life. Amen. God, God's word uh, was given to us that we could have a blessed life. Say a blessed life. Amen. It's always been that way. A blessed life, not a cursed life. Number two, 1,700 years later, during Pentecost, as we know it in the book of Acts, 120 believers gathered together to pray as Jesus instructed them, waiting to be endued with power from on high. Now, I want to read that uh, uh, in Acts 2 in a moment, but but Luke 24, I want you to see this on the screen. This is the confirmation of, of them waiting. Here's what Jesus said. This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything which is written concerning me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened up their minds to understand the scriptures. Did you see that? Up to that point, they they were blinded from the revelation of what Jesus accomplished at Calvary. All of a sudden, he opened up their minds and they could see the truth. Amen. Say this out loud. Lord, open up my mind so that I can see the truth. Amen. That's called, it's called revelation knowledge. And so, and and he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ, the Messiah, should suffer and on the third day rise from among the dead, and that repentance, and I like this part, with a view to, and as the condition of, forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning uh, from, um, uh, from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I will send forth upon you what my Father has promised but remain in the city, Jerusalem, until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he conducted them out as far as Bethany, lifted up his hands, he invoked a blessing upon them, and it occurred that while he was blessing them, he parted from them and was taken up into heaven. Say glory. Glory. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? They watched him go. (laughs) That's how we're going. Amen. 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 And so from these words of life, obviously the Lord wanted the disciples to understand the importance of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in their lives and that they were not able to fulfill God's calling on their lives without divine help. Say divine help. So, so he, the Holy Spirit was going to play a significant role in their lives personally, especially in the area of ministry. How many believe here today with an up of the hand that, you're, that you are a disciple of Christ? Raise your hand that you're a disciple of Christ. You are. If you're a child of God, you are a disciple of Christ. Uh, I just want you to understand it. Because sometimes we fit scripture. Well, that was 2,000 years ago. No, but the church age has never ended. It's still going on for another period of time. few years uh, until uh, the close, uh, which is a 2,000 year dispensation. Okay. So he said, remain, don't you go anywhere until you are clothed with power, that word is the word din- dunamis, it means dynamite, supernatural power from on high. Now look at Acts 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fallen to come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly, suddenly, I mean life as they knew it was about to change, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, say from heaven, As of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. Fire denotes two things. Uh, Fire denotes a purging. Praise God. I'm glad that the Holy Ghost can purge things out of us that need to get out of us. And then it also means passion. Passion. Man, you know, I've heard somebody is fired up. I'm fired up. It means you're passionate about what you believe, you're passionate about you know, what you're expecting in your life. That's, this is what was happening in them. And, and, and it sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So at this very moment in their lives, they were spiritually equipped to fulfill the divine calling that God had from them in their lives. I thought, how fitting is it to be celebrating Faith Family Church's uh, anniversary on the day of, Pen- uh, on, on Pentecost Sunday. 38 years ago, today, Faith Family Church was birthed, listen, by the Spirit of God for the plans and purposes of God. This church was not birthed out of some division. It wasn't birthed out of somebody who was offended, left one church and started another one. It wasn't birthed that way. It was birthed out of the purity of God's Spirit for the plans and purposes of God we came up here for no other reason than number one, God called us up here. Praise God! And Vicky was just talking about it downstairs. I mean, here I come up here with wife, I have three children, uh, uh, truck with furniture in it, um, uh, and uh, we weren't. We weren't taught. Oh, Vicky, that was so good this morning. The suddenlies of God. We weren't here. We weren't in town one hour, and suddenly God provided a house from him, uh, for us. We weren't here about three days, and God suddenly provided a church building for us. Amen. How many want some suddenly to happen in your life? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's true. God is on respect respective persons. And so the Bible says they were all filled. Hallelujah. So 38 years ago today, Faith Family was birthed uh, during also a teaching revival. What does that mean? There was a wave of God's spirit in the arena of teaching, meaning that God was, God was pouring out revelation knowledge into the hearts of his people for two reasons, that we might live it and that we might give it. When revelation is given to you, yes, it is to inspire you, to strengthen you, but God doesn't give you a revelation to keep. He gives you a revelation to speak. Can I have an amen? To, to let other people know how good God is. Hallelujah. So Pentecost Sunday is the celebration of God's supernatural equipment of all Christians, the equipping necessary to advance His will in the earth. Hallelujah. God gave the church worldwide, I mean the worldwide church, the means to grow in grace and truth by revelation knowledge so that we could provide it to others. Now, this promise was fulfilled 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead, okay? Now, it's interesting what the word Pentecost means. The word Pentecost simply means 50. Sometimes you ask, people have asked you, what kind of church, do you go to a Pentecostal church? And what is that? What they're saying is, do you go to a 50s church? Now, my kids might think this is a 50s church and some of the music that we sang when we were young, but, but no, this ain't a 50s church. This is a full gospel church. Gonna have an Amen. So they say that, not realizing, are you, are you Pentecostal? No, I'm actually almost 69. I'm not Pentecostal. I'm not 50. <laughs> so it just kind of helps you to understand sometimes, you know, when we say things, we really don't. I know that kind of targets us, you know, Pentecostal, you speak in tongues. Well, of course, we do speak in tongues. And we're going to teach on that for a moment this morning. mentor. Hopefully, hopefully open up your understanding so that you're not afraid of what God has planned for you as a believer. You're not hesitant or you're not sold to build a goods that it, 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 uh, speaking tongues is something other than what God planned for you. And we'll look at that here in a moment. So this supernatural event of 50 days um, uh, happened. Uh, actually, it's connected to Israel when Israel was delivered from Egypt. Just, I'll run through this real quick. Uh, Just 10 days after God's uh, people were delivered from Egypt, Egypt uh, was a type of the world, and set free from Pharaoh, who is a type of Satan, God sent Moses, who is a type of Christ, into into Egypt, which is a type of the world, to bring them out and set them free. Can I have an amen to that? Is that good? So that's 10 days. Okay, Moses, they end up 10-day traveling to the edge of Mount Sinai. Moses enters, goes up into the mountain, and the glory of God came down. It's just amazing. Did you know anyone else that stepped into God's glory died? Because in their imperfection, uh, they couldn't stand in the presence of perfection. So they, it was nothing personal. They just dropped dead. But Moses had such a relationship with God, praise God, That, and you'll find, I mean, he just, I mean, he just, he just marched right up there with the boldness of the spirit and the right into the glory of God. Listen, he spent 40 days up there. 40 40 plus 10 is what? 50. So on the 50th day, or on the day of Pentecost, he came down off that mountain, providing the law for God's people, a moral compass for them to follow. uh, Listen, to follow and to focus on until they reach their promised land, because they could only reach their promised land by believing the word of God and embracing the word of God. Can I have an amen to that? That's right. And so... um, So then you thrust 1,700 years later, uh, after Christ's death and resurrection, Jesus, once he rose from the dead, before he ascended to the Father we just read, he spent 40 days with the disciples, 40 days, teaching them, instructing them. And after he did ascend, 120 of them heeded his word, believed his word, and uh, waited in Jerusalem until they became uh, um, equipped with his divine power. Then on the 10th day of praying, say the 10th day, if they had to quit on the ninth, if they had to quit on the 7th, if they'd just got discouraged on the 3rd, they would have missed the outpouring of God's Spirit. God would have found someone else to pour out His Spirit upon. But they waited, not realizing they didn't know if it would take 10, 15, 20. They didn't know anything. They just prayed. But on the 10th day, 40 plus 10 is 50, on the day of Pentecost, the 50th day, they were all filled with the power of God's Spirit. And just as the early church, nothing, everyone, just as the early church needed this divine equipping to carry out, listen, the early church literally uh, touched the entire world, known world at that time. Amazing. And so we have that same calling, and uh, thank God there are Christians in every nation. I said in every nation that are being a light uh, to those that are in the dark, but they can't do it without the divine equipping of God. God not only wants you equipped, he needs you equipped. So why? That's just, we'll, we'll just share a couple of things in and we're going to pray for you. Why? I think today, you know, um, and I don't want to be, listen, I'm constantly examining my heart. I don't want to be some overzealous, over-emotional Christian that just wants to turn people off. That when people come through these doors, you know, that they're just freaking out because we're over-emotional. But listen, people, listen, if it's a true move of God's spirit, people will never, listen, they won't get offended. They'll be touched by God's spirit. Amen. But you have both. That's just the risk. That's the risk God takes when he uses people. That's the, he knows that there's going to be, he, he's got to fit his personality into the personality of people. And, um, and believe that he's, what he wants done will be accomplished. And often I've, I've apologized many times to God. I think how frustrating it must be for God to want to orchestrate a service and the pastor won't let him. Because we are so schooled to a certain time frame. And I realize that. I understand. And he does too. He understands that people, uh, he understands that, you know, people turn off for a certain, at a certain level. But think about this. There's one place in the Bible, in the Matthew or wherever, you can look it up yourself, where th- th- there were people multitudes that stuck with him for 3 days listening to his preaching 3 days and then he fed them supernaturally with bread and a- bread and a few fishes can I have an amen 3 days 3 days praise the lord so we're going to dismiss on Tuesday <laughs> to see if we can pass the test no, no. my my point is God understands so we don't want to just drag things on, we, but we do want the Spirit of God to have His way. Can I have an amen? amen. And many churches are put in the clo- closing the door to God's Spirit. Why? Because they're afraid it'll turn people off. There's churches that don't preach the tithe because it'll turn people off. There's churches that don't preach, I'm talking about full gospel churches, that don't preach healing because it'll turn people off. I mean, uh, uh, what, but how can, how can I stand before God and give an account when He tells me to preach the, the whole counsel of God and not leave half of it out? And so you got to preach it and, and, and let people embrace it whether they want or not. So give me two reasons why Christians are afraid of tongues. There will be more, but there's two uh, that I thought of. Number one, usually it's simply for a lack of spiritual insight. Uh, you were never taught uh, uh, regarding the third person of the Godhead or his ministry. Therefore, you know, you just don't know. And therefore, because you don't know, you can't respond to something that you're unaware of. If you believe that, say amen. I tell people all the time, and it's true, if you're teachable, you're reachable. Amen. And number two, you were warned to stay away from such error. <laughs> or someone told you that, you know, uh, tongues passed away, which is foolishness because they get that out of the book of 1 Corinthians 14, and they literally misinterpret the scriptures, and, um, or, or they say that tongues is of the devil. And, and, and that's grievous because that's dangerous. Uh, it's dangerous because of the fact that tongues is, is, is something that God gave the church so that he could empower from he could empower them from within, okay? We'll look at a script on that in a moment. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Think about salvation. How many believe that your salvation was supernatural? Raise your hand. You believe supernatural? Yes. Absolutely. So w- your salvation was supernatural. So why would you be afraid of any other gifts that God has for you? Why would you be afraid of them? Because they are Supernatural. I, pre- I, I speak in tongues, and, um, uh, you know, we prayed this morning in the first service. The first service is different than this service. Uh, is, 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 is it better? Um, it's not better, but what it does is the first service actually prepares the environment for the second service, and it really does. But the first service isn't for everybody, you know, because it's, it's more of a believer's meeting, that means most of you, 99% of you in here, are included in that, but it's an opportunity for you to come and grow, listen to what the Spirit is saying, and grow in that effective realm of prayer. And uh, Pastor Vicki is, it, and, what's that? Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's for every born-again believer. I mean, the unbeliever walk in there, oh, I'm not going to get into this, but, uh, you know, and, but he, need, he needs the, he needs the um, instruction that we're getting today. Now, um, so you're warned to stay away from such error. And, um, and yet, when you study the book of Acts, in fact, you study all the books of the New Testament, you'll find out that the, you'll see not only the Holy Spirit ministering, you'll hear his voice speaking. And so he's always been involved in the church and the advancement of the calling of God within, uh, within the world. So, let me ask you this. How do you think you can advance God's supernatural will without supernatural help? And the answer to that is you can't. And number one, you can't. Number two, you won't. And if there's ever a time that the church needs supernatural powers today, I'm not talking about power that you can go around and break that you speak in tongues. No, actually, the fruit of the Spirit is far greater than the, than the tongue of the Spirit. But they're both important. Can I have an Amen. But it's uh, empty to, have the, to speak in tongues, but there's no evidence of the character of God in your life. And so that's, that's even more important. Amen. But they're all, both important. Okay. Even our Lord couldn't fulfill God's will without his divine equipment. Turn, if you would to Luke, the fourth chapter, and we'll read this, Luke 4. Now, in Luke, the third chapter, the Bible says that Jesus was baptized of John in the Jordan River. And when he came out of the water, verse 22 of Luke 3 says, the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, watch this, saying, you are my son, my beloved, in you I am well pleased and find delight. So why was God pleased? Because his son was now equipped to fulfill his divine destiny. Amen. Because Jesus, everything, and again, so, we could instruct you on the person and minister of the Holy Spirit for weeks, but Listen, every miracle, every miracle that Jesus, that Jesus performed, if I may use that word, performed, he did so only by and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He didn't do anything by himself, even though he was God incarnate in flesh, he was unable to do what he was called to do without the Holy Spirit's help. In instruction, Okay. I just want you to know that. So Luke 4 verse. We'll go to Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke. I'm not in Luke 4. Luke the 4th chapter. Say praise the Lord. Praise and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. Returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit. So he's full of the Holy Ghost. And led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Why? Being 40 days tempted of the devil. And we know. That it was by the Holy Spirit's divine help that he was able to overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Okay, those are the three temptations that he had to conquer. Verse 14 says, after all this, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Verse 15 says that his fame spread throughout the whole uh, area at that time. What fame? Him manifesting, him praying over people and lives being changed. Somebody say amen. Amen. Verse 16, so he came to Nazareth where he had been taught, brought up, and he entered the synagogue as was his custom. So Jesus went to church. I've never, ever met a, don't say no, I've been, Vic and I have been living for God for 48 years. That's a long time. I said, that's a long time. 48 years. And I, we have never in those 48 years ever met a mature Christian that doesn't have a pastor. Not One. And there are today the the you know generational choices today we've got people out there they're, you know they're Christians and and uh, but if they don't have a pastor they don't have a spiritual foundation in their lives I'm just it's just the way it is and you can believe me or not but that and I'm saying that cuz I'm a pastor but again I knew when we were first saved we needed a pastor If you agree say amen, amen. So the Bible says as his custom was he's on the he's he's in the temple worshiping God And he stood up to read. There was handed to him the roll of the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened the book and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. In fact, let's all of us read that out. Let's all of us read the rest of this out loud. Ready? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Now we're going to stop again. We're all going to do this again. You you, you sound very weak. I want you to read this like you believe it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I want you to read it like you believe it. Everybody, again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, down, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity, to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. So that was the calling of Jesus. Now listen to me. How many believe today that we are the Jesus in the earth? We are the Jesus in the earth. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Christ in us, the hope of glory. So his ministry of that has never changed. That ministry has never changed. That calling has never changed. That anointing has never changed. Hallelujah. And that anointing is for you. Because God wants that anointing to flow into your life, but he wants it to flow through your life. I mean, we are living. We are li- surrounded by a generation of oppressed of oppressed, uh, downtrodden, bruised, and crushed sinners, broken by calamity. And God wants to set every one of them free. Yet they'll never know their God-given freedoms until we show them and tell them. I mean this. Which is exactly why the word Jesus became flesh. Now I want to read the message translation. I thought that pretty awesome. Verse 18 and 19. God's spirit is on me, Jesus said, He's chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor, sent me to announce pardon to prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the burdened and battered free, and to announce, This is God's year to act. <laughs> That's awesome. Say, this is, this is God's year to act. Yeah, it is. This year, this, right now. Not next year, not three years from now. 2019, this is the year for God to act. Isn't that beautiful? This is God's year to act. Hallelujah. And, but guess what? He needs a vessel to flow through. Um, years ago, and I, I've been thinking about this lately. Pastor Vic. years ago, we used to go to the, we used to go do the two-question test at the fairgrounds. And raise your hand if you're part of that two-question test. It, thank you, every one of you, for being involved because I think the first year, we introduced 700. We took 700 people through that test in the whatever the few days of the, of the, um, event. And out of those 700, 400 accepted Christ. Yeah, that was the first year. Amen. We, amen. Isn't that awesome? My 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 point is my point in bringing that up was that it really worked. The two question test really was almost like they were coming to get their palms read. In their minds. Two questions. I mean, only two questions will give, reveal the answer That if I'm going to heaven or not. Or just two questions. Can, I can handle two questions. And I'm telling you, man, they'd stand in line. They'd stand in line waiting to hear the good news. And many of them would weep and praise God that we led them to the Lord. I'm telling you, man, it was tremendous. that was tremendously effective. But that would have never happened without somebody, number one, being anointed of God, and number two, being willing to go. And I, I miss those times because I think it's, it's the life of the church. Things like this is the life of the church. Because, uh, listen to me, other, and it's true. Otherwise, you know what we become? We'd become a slough. we become a dead sea. If we have no outlet... No, no way, no avenues to express yourself. I know individually you do. You're out and about. You're, you're light to those in your world uh, of influence. However, these kind of uh, avenues uh, gives us all opportunity as a corporate uh, setting of believers to do something uh, special in ministering to people. And it, I'm telling you, it's something that we should really pray about bringing back because they loved it that we were there uh, bringing hope to the world. And... Um, uh, and we may do it again. Let's pray, let's pray about that. Can I have an amen? amen. And not, not, not this year. It'd be too late. But uh, maybe next year. Just weeks before Jesus' death, he spent time with the disciples. This is the three portions, three portions of scripture, and I'm going to pray with you. He, he, he spent time introducing the third person of the Godhead to the disciples. Let's read a couple of those verses here. John 14, verse 25. Now, Jesus said, I've told you these things while I'm still with you. But the comforter, and I love the Amplified, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby. Do you see, do you see, now did you see the ministry of the Holy Spirit? The the Holy Spirit is our counselor, your counselor, he's your helper, your intercessor, means he's gonna stand in the gap where you can't, he's gonna be what you cannot be, he's your advocate, He's he's your legal support, He's your strengthener and your standby. Amen. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, He will teach you all things, the all things He's referring to, the all things regarding God's divine plan in the earth. Okay? He will cause you to recall or will remind you to bring to your remembrance everything that I have told you. Now, listen. It's just funny, but it happened. Um, I tell Matt about it. Uh, we, we had... A bolt came out of a um, piece of equipment, and, I, and, and the bolt was laying up on top of the uh, cement. So I picked it up, but I couldn't find the nut. And it was a different, unique nut, and so I just thought, okay. Uh, so I went, in my, I went in my toolbox. And I don't know, do any of you guys have a toolbox so full of stuff you don't know what's in there? Okay, that's mine. <laughs> And so I go in there, and I pop out the drawers. I cannot let Pastor Vicki in these drawers because she arranges everything. Then I don't know where it's at. <laughs> and so, and so I, I open up the door, and I'm digging, just digging. Through. I mean, took, took 10, 15, digging very carefully through. Could not find enough. Could not find nut. And I said, Holy Spirit, I said, um, I know this is not you know, like supernatural or anything, but if there's a nut in there, it would really be, this is what I said. It would really be cool if you'd show me. That's what I said to him. Then I chuckled. <laughs> I looked down. There's a nut sticking out. It was like that big in the toolbox. I picked that up. And it, was the, it, was, it, fit, it fit perfectly. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I, I mean, come on. I mean, why not? Amen. Start with nuts. I mean, start with, start, start with the little things in your life. I just, and I chuckled. I said, Lord, you're so good. You're so good. I said, you're so good. Now, you may think that's cheesy, but it wasn't for me. I found the nut. Hallelujah. And, and I just think things like that, God wants to show you that he cares about even the little things in your life. He cares about you. Praise God. But it was the Holy Ghost that did that. Amen. So, he will teach you all things. He will cause you to recall, will remind you, I'll bring to your remembrance everything I've told you. Now, peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, do not let your hearts... No, it's, I mean, the world is in a turmoil uh, then and now. But here's what he says. Don't, don't, don't let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. And stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Jesus was simply saying, I need some men with spiritual backbone. I need some men with spiritual backbone. They're going to stand when having done all. are going to serve me no matter what. Amen. Chapter 16, verse 7, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away, but if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you, but if I go away, I will send him into close fellowship with you, listen to me, close fellowship, That's exactly what was going on. Even in the case of this this unimportant little thing I was looking for. Because I was in close fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I mean, he said, hey, there it is. Oh, there it is. And he'll do the same for you. And it's not based on you doing everything right. It's based on your faith in God. Hallelujah. And the goodness that he displays in your life. Praise God. Can I have an amen? That's what it's all about. Verse 13, but when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, the whole truth, full truth. And he will not speak of his own message, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that will come, that will happen in the future. He will honor and glorify me, because he will take of, receive, draw upon what is mine, and will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. I love that. Thank you, Lord. No, these last verses are important for you to prepare your heart to receive today what God has for you as far as his power. Listen, I cannot, listen, I cannot, I cannot not preach what has changed my life. I cannot not preach what has changed my life. And I cannot cannot not preach what's in the word of God. Now, in 1 Corinthians 14, I'm going to help you understand here what's going on now. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. So, he's simply saying, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he says, you have the prayer language. But it's a personal prayer language. And with that prayer language, you're communicating with God. You didn't understand one word I said, and it didn't benefit you one bit. But I was praying in tongues. But it didn't benefit you. Now, what it does do, it benefits my communication with God. Amen. And um, this, uh, it's during these divine dialogues between you and God That God reveals things to you that you need to know. You need to know. He said he would show you things to come in the future. That doesn't mean, that doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, some far out thing that you need to know in the future. It simply means the very little things of your life that you need to know, he'll show you. Isn't that beautiful? He'll show you. He'll show you things that you need to know. I don't care if it's regarding your job regarding child rearing regarding resolving an issue with your wife or husband he said he will show you things he will show you because he wants he wants he wants to help you can you imagine how frustrating it must be when he's there to help you and no one relies on him but listen to this out of the message because this is really this so inspired me watch this Go after a life of love as if your life depended on it, because it does. So the greatest gift that God ever gave us is the gift of love. If you agree, say, Amen. the gift of love. Okay, let's go on. Give yourselves to the gifts God gives you. Most of all, try to proclaim his truth. Most important thing. Now, if you praise him, watch this, in the private language of tongues. So that's, that's, that is the Acts 2 Experience, Okay? In the private language of tongues, God understands you, but no one else does. That's true. For you are sharing intimacies just between you and God. Is that beautiful or what? See, that's why there's such an attack from the religious realm and other realms regarding the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because just think, you tapping into something where you're intimate with God. Where where you are divinely inter- Communicating with God in the spirit. Let's go on. Um, but when you proclaim his truth in everyday speech say everyday speech. Now, now that of course is pro- he's saying prophecy. Prophecy is simply speaking in language, insightful things from God. It's prophecy isn't thus saith the Lord. Prophecy is simply speaking out things that God is saying to you. That, And with it, with it benefiting someone else. Watch this now. But when you proclaim his truth in everyday speech, you're letting others in on the truth so that they can grow and be strong and experience his presence with you. Watch this. The one who prays using a private prayer language, that's the book of Acts. See, the book of Acts praying in tongues is different than two of the nine gifts of the Spirit, which is tongues An interpretation of tongues. And this is what he's trying to instruct. That's where people get confused. So that's why in a public setting, in most cases, even though we're going to pray today corporately in tongues as we close here, but listen to me. Your private prayer language is for you. It's for you getting alone, exchanging communication with God, and letting God minister to you. Prophecy on the other hand, or remember there's three vocal gifts, prophecy, the gift of tongues, and the gift of the interpretation of tongues. Those three, they're called vocal gifts. Prophecy simply means you're speaking by the Spirit, English, and uh, insightful things to people. Tongues, there can be a tongues, but if there's a tongues in a corporate setting, there has to be an interpretation of tongues. That's what Paul is preaching here. This is why we have to understand these things. Because if we simply just speak in tongues, not only will it not, now it may inspire you, but it will not benefit the one next to you. That's what Corinthians teaches, Paul teaches. So we want to be accurate. We don't want to hinder God's spirit from moving. We don't want to not speak in tongues. But in a corporate setting if I preach a message that's 20 minutes long in English, that's going to benefit you far more than if I sat here and prayed in tongues for an hour, you might, I mean, you're not going to get anything from me because I'm not speaking your language. Let's go on. Are you listening or what? Okay. Now, the one who prays, verse 4 again, using a private prayer language certainly gets a lot out of it, but proclaiming God's truth to the church in its common language, it means in English, he says, brings the whole church into growth and strength. Now, I want all you to develop intimacies with God in prayer. So, you know, that's why even downstairs, you know, everybody's praying in the Spirit. There's, there's benefits to that because it's a different setting. It's a teachable setting. It's a believer setting. But please don't stop with that. Go on and proclaim his clear truth to others. It's more important that everyone have access to the knowledge and love of God in language everyone understands than that you go off and cultivate God's presence in a mystery prayer language unless, of course, there's someone who can interpret what you're saying for that benefit. So right there, you say, now this is called, the, uh, this is called that, if you want to say, eighth gift of the Spirit, tongues, but it followed by an interpretation of that which is number nine, gift of the Spirit. Are you all with me so far? Yeah. I'm not trying to be confusing. I'm just trying to instruct you so that you can understand the difference. Praise the Lord. Because we've been in services where, you know, where everybody's praying in tongues and that, that's fine. You're building yourself up but you're not benefiting the one next to you. In, in fact, it's way more beneficial for you when you leave here to get in your car and pray in tongues all the way home. Because see, not only are you building yourself up which we'll read this verse here on your most holy faith, you're preparing yourself to receive what the Spirit of God wants to say to you personally. Isn't that cool that Christianity is personal? Yeah. That, that God doesn't say one thing to you, but don't let me know about it. No, he, he, he wants to. No. so as I said earlier, don't be afraid of what God has provided for his, eternal, for his eternal plans and purposes. Don't be afraid of the baptism of the Holy Spirit because God wants you to receive it by faith, so that it can benefit your life and bring him glory. Amen. So, last verse, Jude 1. And this is a message translation. Now watch this. Thank you, God. You're so awesome. But remember, dear friends, that the apostles of our master, Jesus Christ, told us this would happen. In the last days, this this is what, here's what it is, there will be people who don't take these things seriously anymore. They'll treat them like a joke and make a religion of their own whims and lusts. These are the ones who split churches, thinking only of themselves. There's nothing to, to them, no sign of the Spirit. But you, dear friends, carefully build yourselves up in this most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, see, there there's that recharging of your Spirit on the inside. Staying right at the center of God's love keeping your arms open and outstretched, ready for the mercy of our master, Jesus Christ, this is the unending life. This is the real life. Can I have an amen? amen? Musicians, come. Would you bow your heads? I want to pray for you today. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. It, it, we have literature in the bookstore regarding the precious ministry or person and ministry of the Holy Spirit. Please don't. Whatever you've been taught against it, set that aside because you were taught wrong. I've, I've been instructing, helping Christians through the years. There's Christians that were taught things that weren't right. And if they're open to correction, it'll literally benefit their lives and bless their lives. Now, if you agree, say amen. What's well, the same with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God needed His Spirit not only to be in the earth, but to be in His people. See, in the Old Testament, listen, the Holy Spirit was on people. In the New Testament, He's in people. Well, is the Spirit of God in you when you're born again? Absolutely, He's the one that does the work. Absolutely, it doesn't make you less of a person if you're not spirit-filled, uh, less of a believer. But being spirit-filled makes you more p- a powerful believer, a more strengthened believer, a more receptive believer. Amen. It's like I said, being led by the Spirit. And I mean this. Kids, every one of you go, when you're out and about and you're shopping and stuff, you know, you're out and about shopping or you're at work and stuff, there literally, I believe, I believe there are literally people that God, at that moment, wants to get your attention to minister. And, of course, we all have at certain seasons. You know, I walked up to somebody and I feel, you know, in my heart to share a little bit with this one or tell them that God loves them. But I believe it happens more than we realize that he's trying to get our attention, but we're not listening. But when you're praying in the Spirit and you're communicating with God, all of a sudden, his voice becomes, becomes more evident. Maybe not louder in the sense of, hello! But n- not louder in that sense, but louder in the sense that you're, you recognize him and you're, you're listening to him. You say, oh, you know, I, I, yes, sir, I, I just, yes, sir, I heard you, yes, I'll, I'll take care of that. Remember, Pastor Hagen. Anybody go to Reima besides us here? I just—we were so honored to sit under Brother Hagan, But he'd be up there preaching, and he'd say, yep, yeah, 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 yes, yes, sir. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, 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 sir." I just loved it. And God was talking to him. So he, he and then and then he'd say, "Say what God was saying." I just, and we'd go, oh, oh, "Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome!" See, most the, most of the time, God speaks to you through this. Right here, through the Word, He really does. Because people that chase around, listen, they, they ch- chase from church to church because they want to hear from God. If your heart's right, you can hear from God in a Lutheran church. If your heart's right, I mean, I mean you know, I'm, I'm just saying, if your heart's right, you can hear from God wherever you're at. Can I have an amen? So I'm 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 just I'm just telling you that. And so, um, but but we pr- we pr- do our best to preach the uncompromised Word of God at Faith Family Church. Why? Because the whole counsel of God will change your life rather than the half counsel of God. I want you to stand, please. Now, I'm going to do something that I haven't done before. Maybe maybe once, but I don't remember. I'm going to pray a prayer over all of you. And then I'm going to pray a prayer over you. And then I'm going to have you repeat a prayer with me. And then once that prayer ends. Because you're going to ask. You're going to ask Jesus to baptize you in the Holy Ghost. And the moment that prayer ends. I want you to open your mouth. But don't speak in English. But just give sound. And God will give you a prayer language. Now why would. Why would he do that? Because he promised it. I mean. When you accepted Christ in your heart, did you understand what you were doing? No, you did it by faith. I said, you did it by faith. Amen. Amen. You did it by faith. When I prayed that prayer that night for salvation, my pastor came up to me and I was sitting right in the front row. And I mean, it was so beautiful because he came up like this, whispered in my ear like this. It was just so cool. And he, I prayed a prayer. I had no idea what I was doing. But I prayed the prayer. And the moment that was finished, supernaturally I knew something happened. That's exactly so I just did it by faith so when I pray this prayer corporately over you I want everybody including those that are filled with the Spirit begin to speak in tongues that's that is simply supportive of the one next to you who who wants to okay and just open your mouth and speak and God will give you a prayer language why because he did it in the book of Acts why because he did it through the whole New Testament church why? Because he didn't, and, and, and Pastor Vicki, she was the first one that got filled with the Holy Ghost. She came home from camp, and then, and then of course, I got filled uh, after that. And so, this, listen, tongues doesn't make you more spiritually mature than anybody else. What, mature, what makes you mature is the fruit of the Spirit. But tongues is for your personal benefit, so that you can be strong on the inside and carry out the will of God. Listen. But also be more sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. What's that? Yeah, it makes you hungry for God. Amen. So everybody close your eyes. Everybody. And lift your hands. And, um, and we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. And then I, I want you to pray with me. I'll let you know. Heavenly Father, I pray for this entire congregation. I even pray for those that are already spirit filled. But they need a refreshing. They need a refreshing. And God, I'm asking you, just begin right now to give him praise. I'm asking you to refresh them with your spirit. And God, those that have never been filled with the Holy Ghost today, God, Lord, I'm thanking you that you will honor your word. And as they open their mouth, God, you will fill them with a supernatural language. And Father, we just release our faith for that now. In Jesus' name. Now, everybody pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you sent the Holy Spirit into my life through salvation Salvation. and I believe with all my heart heart, you want me me to be filled with the spirit with the the evidence evidence of speaking in other tongues tongues. so right now now, Jesus Jesus baptize me me with the Holy Ghost with the the evidence evidence of speaking in other tongues in in Jesus name all right speak roba satede vedeshe da come on speak remassa tedebeshe da babassaria daramammaria Rema San de Badeshababasa. Yeah, go be bold. Remasatara Babasa. Rema son de Badesh de Bahare Makata. Remasa Tede Badeshadababarya. Rema san de debado Rimaha Rikata. Remasa Tara Babasa. Remasha de Badeshaba. Can now everybody give him praise. Give him praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God, for building up your church, hallelujah, in their most holy faith, God. I give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Now, maybe you say, well, I just barely got anything out. Listen, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, Pastor Vicky was embarrassed because that sounded like a turkey. And uh, I would just childlike faith, open my mouth and no, it was uh, a. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, I know I strengthen myself, but I also drew a lot of turkeys to me. No, I'm only kidding. So you maybe just got a little language, but keep practicing it. In your car, in the shower. Listen, you're the one that gives voice to the Spirit. He doesn't force himself on any of us. Have an amen. But I did not want to just, again, read 1 Corinthians 14. It'll really help you, but this one verse I want to just read to you. Now, it says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue, it's not unknown to God, but it's unknown to you. An unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. So when you were praying in the Spirit, you weren't speaking to the one next to you. You were speaking to God. Say, that's cool. cool. Amen. You were talking to God in, in the Spirit. And then it says, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he that prophesies, or speaks in English, that word of God speaks unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Now he that speaks in an unknown tongue, uh, edifies, edify, edifies, himself. So that's what you're doing, you're edifying yourself. Uh, but but uh, he goes on and says, but he that prophesies edifies the whole church. Amen. So I want to encourage you, I really do, I want to encourage you to practice. praying the Holy Ghost each day, and only for a few moments, Get up in the morning, have your coffee, pray in the Holy Ghost, and give your life to the Lord that day. And, and then ask the Lord, Lord, lead me by your Spirit as you led Pastor to find that nut. Because there's nuts outside this building that need Jesus. That was funnier than I, I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, you'll be led to them, praise God, to, to, to love on them and, and invest God's love in them. Can I have an amen? Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning service at 10 o'clock. We also have our midweek service every week on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.